Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. Beginning of the year, they struggled a little bit to find some chemistry, but they're very close friends. Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. Round of five, Paul still holding. Fights on a capella screen on West. Another heave. Three! Hits again! I'm not even sure he can see the rim on that one. A running three for Chris Paul is good. It- oh, it was well-deserved. Tough shot. If you can shimmy on somebody else, you've got to be all right getting shimmied on. So I'll keep shimmying, and maybe he will too. So we'll see what happens. Everybody should keep shimmying. Shimmy once in a while. It's a good life hot philosophy. Sp- hot sports take. Start shimmying. Oh, I've seen you do that after delivering a, a power take. Oh, yeah, I get up and definitely shimmy. Mm-hmm. It's really, really attractive to watch, too. Flip the pen and shimmy. Mm-hmm. Uh, open phone lines until we get Doogie in here, and uh, we'll also do a game show this hour, giveaway prizes, so 651-646-8255. Don't call for the game show yet. We'll tell you when to do that. Uh, Bill tweets into the show. He's watching this this Western Conference Finals. He's, he throws in names from, from the East here, too, but do you ever watch Kevin Durant LeBron James, Steph Curry, and James Harden, and think Jimmy Butler is nowhere near as good as those guys? Or does he just get a pass because you think he tries hard? Well, I don't think Jimmy Butler is LeBron. I don't think he's Kevin Durant. He's certainly not the shooter that Steph Curry is or that James Harden is, just the pure scorer. Yeah. But, I mean, the Zach Parisi example is great. You know, in Zach Parisi's prime, you would never say that he was Sidney Crosby or Alex Ovechkin, but you would say, you know what, just with his... All-around game, two-way play. He can kind of hang in that collection. Jimmy Butler is a step down from all four of those guys that were mentioned. Like I would take all four of those guys at their peak healthy. Mm-hmm. But Butler plays better defense than James Harden for sure. Yeah, that's... Uh, He's more of a lockdown defender than Steph Curry is for sure. Uh, when KD and LeBron engage defensively, they're very good. Uh, so I think it's safe to say that, no, he's not in that group. I don't know if anyone is arguing that he's in that group. Uh, I don't think but, that's a fair comp, though, right? Because, uh, I mean, Jimmy Butler is, and not, it's not that these guys don't work hard as well. They do. But Jimmy Butler, to me, is a self-made star. Like, Jimmy Butler was a late first-round pick. Jimmy Butler arrived with expectations that I don't think were, were huge. He certainly didn't play a lot early on. Mm-hmm. So it's a different type of player. I mean, that that's why when we discuss Butler's place among the, the best players in the league, I think we all agree it's, what, a top 15 to 20 type player? Top 15 probably, or 20? So if you're discussing the four names that you threw out, those are top 10, top 5 players. So I think it's a very different discussion. Yeah, that's fair to say. I mean, he's, he's not a great three-point shooter, and he takes some... Crazy inefficient shots, but 
in terms of just overall caliber of play the last five years, he's in that next category down. I think there's a couple other guys I would add to this group, Anthony Davis, but I think Carl Anthony Towns is also in that second tier too in the NBA. He's not LeBron, he's not Anthony Davis yet, but he's up in that mix. Actually, Butler and Towns both are in third team all NBA. It's only like the third time ever that the Wolves have had, or maybe the second time ever that they've had two guys yeah. all all NBA. I believe KG and Sam Cassell back 15 years 04, ago. right? Yeah, 3 4 season. You also asked earlier about Byron Buxton. You asked a good question. Is Can you think of another comp where a guy was so inept at something so important, but that you wanted him to be on the field or on the playing surface on a regular basis? And Steve emails in Mackie and Judd at 1500ESPN.com. Ricky Rubio's shooting. That's not a bad one. Hmm, yeah. Where he's so good at passing yep. and just being a court general and even defensively, but such an atrociously bad shooter, but you still wanted him on the court. Adrian Peterson's blocking. Yes. You know, that's and pass catching. Now, yes. For sure. Now now I will I'm say just holding on to the football in general. Yeah. Christian Ponder's throwing. No, just stop. Wait. No, just, yeah, you just, just stop right there. All right, the thing with Peterson, though, the comparison with Peterson was that you felt like in, in his prime that despite the deficiencies, you they weren't going to kill you. And, and it's partially because you, you could take him off the field on third down. You know, with Buxton, he just he simply can't do an integral part of the game, and I still like him. Peterson couldn't, but I could be like, okay, third down, he, he comes out. That's not ideal, but it's doable. And and when he is in, he's so efficient. So the Rubio one is interesting, though, because I, I've yeah. I, I, I need to rephrase your question because it shouldn't be whether you still like him or not. It should be no, whether I mean, he's still a I valuable him, contributor. I want him out there. The Rubio one's pretty. No, good. I'm saying like, is he a valuable contributor? Yeah, right, right. And Rubio, but Rubio is a was. valuable contributor yes. despite the fact that he can't shoot. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Peterson, I I would say just. Um, in, in his prime, despite his problems, was still a star. Buxton is a Buxton or Ricky in this case were are valuable parts still, but they definitely couldn't become stars because of what they couldn't do. Here's a non Minnesota one, but uh, the center for the Pistons in the early 2000s, Ben Wallace couldn't. Ben Wallace, unless it was a dunk or a point blank shot, he wasn't going to pull up from 15 feet. Couldn't really make a free throw. Certainly wasn't going to shoot a three. And he would—he was one of those guys that you would try to hide late in games. And Shaq was like this at the free throw line too. Yeah, he was so dominant. Yeah. Uh, but he blocked shots. He played lockdown defense. He could pass out of out of the low block sets. Uh, Dennis his, Rodman, same thing. Oh, Dennis Rodman's an even better example. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, that's a, yeah. perfect. I mean, Dennis Rodman was just out there to rebound and play defense. But he was maybe block and some get shots. the other team angry. Yeah. It was always funny when Dennis Rodman would catch a pass offensively on the wing, and the defense would just clear out. <laughs> <laughs> and he'd uh-huh. just stand there, and the crowd would be yelling, "Shoot it! Shoot it!" He'd Sometimes like, he'd have that weird old man. Yeah, and he'd be like, "I don't think shot. so. That's not a good idea." <laughs> uh, all right, since we're bouncing around here, taking feedback from people on our topics, Andy tweets into the show on your wins discussion. Just replace wins with quality starts. But here's the problem with quality starts. I'm not a big fan of that. Stat Number one, either. it doesn't account for starting pitchers who might enter the game in the second inning, like Tampa's doing. Yes, and a quality start. Is a four and a half ERA. If you go, like Kyle Gibson had a quality start yesterday, and I would still, in general, I would still take six innings and three runs in most scenarios, and then take my chances. Yep. But you're rewarding pitchers for a four point five zero earned run average. All right, let's take this discussion and and when it comes to pitching in baseball, 
the long-held philosophy was this. Starters, valuable. Middle inning guys were, were failed starters, failed pitchers. And then eventually it became, okay, but we're going to bring in a guy to close, and he can throw really hard. So there, there was a, a premium put on that player as well. I think now what we need to account for is everyone who pitches is equally as valuable. No one has really failed now. It used to be if if I brought you in in the fifth and you pitched till the eighth, or you know you, you pitched you came in, you were a failed starter, and so you sort of so you flamed out. Oh, at I something. see what you're saying. Okay. So so my point is we we get assigned, rid of the stigmas. You're we saying. assigned values as stigmas to pitchers. Yeah, and now. I think everyone is equally valuable. Well, not everyone's not equally valuable. I, I get what you're saying. Like, Fernando Romero is far more valuable than Taylor Rogers, regardless of title. I think you're saying get rid of the titles and the stigmas yes. of, oh, if you're not starting a game, then you're not as important to the cause or something. What I'm saying I, is, I, if I, think, I see what you're saying. If you're good at, at what you do now, I don't think you should be considered to be failed at something. Well, here's an example. The best reliever, I think not even arguably, just flat out the best reliever in the major leagues this season is Josh Hader from the Milwaukee Brewers. He has pitched 29 and a third innings. So he's on pace for about 100 innings as a reliever, which is a huge number. And he strikes out 18 batters per nine innings. And he's not their closer. He hasn't started a game. He's finished eight games, but he's... But he's He's pitched in 17 of them. Mm-hmm. He just comes in between the fifth and the ninth innings, and they just use him as this giant block of strikeout Tasmanian and devil. His, his, yeah. It, so he doesn't get saves or wins. He's not a closer. He's just a really good bleeping pitcher that they put correct. in the game, right? Correct. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Yes. So you're what you're saying is Josh Hader. Like, Josh Hader is valuable, and it's not. And, and, and teams have to pay stigma's guys. Stigma's the right word. Yes. Take the stigmas off, guys. Yes. Six five one six four six eight two five five. Randy in Cottage Grove. What's going on, man? Well, hey, uh, just you know, thinking about some things here. Uh, uh, you know, as we as we start to look forward to uh, you know sort of training camp and things heating up, I wondered if you guys had any thoughts on the kind of the new look nickel package we're going to be rolling out there uh, this year. You know, I really. Uh, you know really what? That- the nickel package sounds. Yeah, it's going to be super, super important. Jeb would agree, even too. It the is. nickel package is huge. But oh yeah, it's uh, big. not to not to interrupt your thread here because training camp is coming up very quickly here in like two months. But uh, we saw that you tweeted earlier today, and we need to know how is it possible that you're going to spend five hundred dollars on liquor for one barbecue this weekend? Right. Well, I just I already did. First of all. So I, I do I just I just got done at the liquor store and uh, I do it every year you know it's a big uh, we do what what's called a wingding you know I kind of get some uh, we get some wings we do some barbecue we do a little dry rub we do some uh, buffalo and uh, it's really fun a lot of people have a have a really good time but uh, yeah you know that's uh, the grocery store probably spend about you know 110 bucks on uh, on food and then we we cruise over to the liquor store and drop a <laughs> so sort of a half dime as the kids say on uh, on liquor we really we really do do it right uh well i, I need to know if, if, and judd is a liquor store connoisseur here yeah well, more what does five hundred dollars get you at the liquor store and uh and and what do you what, what do you all do with your with your liquor like how well okay first of all you got to have a game plan okay 
Number one, stock the coolers. That's the first thing in every barbecue. You know, and I don't mess around with those small ones. We got big chest coolers, okay? They're full of ice. I put about 200 pounds of ice across all these coolers. Really keep it cold throughout the entire weekend. And then on Monday, those beers are ready to roll, okay? So we're probably doing, I probably did, I think today I got five cases of the chuggers of course like the big ones the wow. 16 ounces okay they're going to be ready to go and then some of these guys like this craft beer i'm not into that but i did get a couple six packs of that kind of stuff for people who like that you know we'll do wine coolers bottles and james uh kind of a favorite of ours they still sell that uh, some, well i i know how to find it sure you just gotta know where to look and then uh then you know of course you got to have a hard liquor bar always you know so if some people like to show up early we'll do more uh, mimosas, screwdrivers, bloodies, and micheladas for them. Mm. Uh, and then uh, kind of over in the corner, I, I, I have a big old barrel of uh, my famous Wapatui. Oh, you have a WAP. Oh, yeah. oh, oh what? You uh... got to have a, a WAP, oh. Jeff. If you're going to be throwing a big a big wing ding and it's going to be hot and sunny, the WAP is a secret weapon. WAP Everclear? Yeah, what goes into the WAP? Everclear, I thought, Randy. It's, no, I don't. I'm not going to share the recipe. My, I guarantee you, you have my WAP. It's the best WAP you'll ever have. Guaranteed. Why can't you share the recipe? I think our listeners would love to know what Randy and Cottage Gove puts into his WAP. How many folks are listening, uh, roughly? Oh, stadiums not, full of people. All okay, kinds of people. Well, tell you what. I'll or no, what, or nobody, you, depending on what I'll, gets you I'll to share the you, recipe. I'll give you a little flavor, okay? I'll give you a little flavor. We're, we're scooping out scoops from cantaloupes and honeydews, okay, and muskmelons. Okay, and watermelon. Okay, a lot of melon because that stuff will really soak up the juice. Okay, I sometimes put some strawberries in there, maybe some orange slices. Oh, I kind of Randy. Oh, Randy gets kind of lazy these days. I don't like to peel those oranges. So you put all that stuff in. You got a big old trash barrel. That's what I put it in. Okay, and then you start to dump in the. You start to dump in the bottles. Okay. You start to dump in Everclear, okay? You start to dump in Captain, okay? And then I even do a secret thing. I put a couple of handles of Malibu in there, okay? Kind of keeps people guessing, and they go, what's going on with uh, with this? And it, it, it really gets you there in a hurry. And I'll tell you what, you have two, three cups of this WAP, you ain't driving home from my part, and I will take your keys, okay? That's I good. Your keys. I will take your keys, and I will. One, one year I had to flush a guy's keys down the toilet. It was the only way I was going to get him to not leave my party. And then we, we had to call the city and kind of go down to the sanitation spot. And that is, that's another story for another day. But I ain't going to give you the full recipe. I'll just say this. Secret ingredient in that wok, brown sugar, and then an extra bottle of 99 bananas. And that's the secret weapon. You start to get a little bananas foster taste on the tail end of it. And I'll tell you this, by, by about one thirty or 2 on Monday, our whole entire party is going to be one of the loudest, one of the rowdiest parties in Cottage Grove. And, and, and people know it, and we start shooting off fireworks, and they say, Randy, wait till the 4th. Uh-uh. Nope, we're going to start shooting them off on Monday, and on Tuesday, nobody's going into work. I'll tell you that right now. So uh, have a kick-ass weekend, guys, and I, I hope, to, uh, hope to call you a little, little later next week when I get my wits about me. That did sound like an amazing WAP. I got to be honest. There was a lot to digest right there. No pun intended. I've only had a WAP once in my life. It's very good. I'd like to try Randy's. I don't. But you never know the the trash can thing. Uh, oh, it's good. It's good. Yeah, but the it's are just. Good. I I agree that WAPs are WAPs can Everclear, be tasty. Clear. I don't think is is legal in the state of Minnesota. 
I'm looking it up right now. It's, Ill- well, it's illegal. I don't think you can have Everclear in the state. Well, neither <laughs> are fireworks that you know go above the ground or explode. So hold on a Randy's second. On that. So he's going to be drinking not just excessively, but he's going to be drinking potent alcohol, and then that's going to get done, and he's going to go out and shoot off fireworks. That sounds like a great idea, actually. I think he might not be around for the Vikings' upcoming season. <laughs> That'll be all right. I'm sure it's not the first time, Judd. Might be the last, though. There's a reason why God gave you ten fingers. Mm. You can blow a couple off and still have seven or eight. It's great. Uh, two things. Let's uh, let's open up phone lines for Game Show Friday here. Five callers. The first five callers. We might even need more than that. 651-646-8255. 877-615-1500. We're doing it a cappella here with no game show music. I realize that. But 651-646-8255. 877-615-1500. We need five callers. We're giving away free food and drink. Uh, we also, at this time on Fridays, sit down with my guy Dale Tondrick from Tondrick Wealth Management. It's the Friday Financial Playbook where we have discussions about retirement and savings and setting you and your family up for a long, prosperous future. Mackie and Judd now continue. Prepare to be dazzled. On 1500 ESPN. Game show. It is Game Show Friday with Mackie and Judd. Here are your hosts, Phil Mackie and Judd Zolgan. Oh, where are the cheers? Well, that was very quick. Thanks. There we go. We need that validation. Yeah, exactly right. So, Game Show Friday this week is sponsored by Red Cow and Red Rabbit. And we have, fittingly, a $50 Red Cow Red Rabbit gift card to give away to the grand prize winner here of Game Show Friday. Red Cow and Red Rabbit, two of the best restaurants, and they're scattered all over the metro area now that uh, you're going to find. You and I are both very oh, big huge fans. fans. Yeah, Red Rabbit, a little bit more of an Italian-y twist, and Red Cow is some of the best burgers and meat that Red you'll Rabbit, ever I have. think, yeah, I think we're going there for brunch on Sunday. I think we'll we'll be back. There. Red Rabbit? Red Rabbit. Oh, the brunch there is absolutely off the charts. It's fantastic. Yeah. They have uh so good. They have a white sauce mushroom flat slash pizza that uh I would probably cut a limb off let's, to let's, eat the rest of my life. Let's just say I am not exaggerating when I say the best uh, meat and cheese plate in town. Mm. Red Rabbit. Mm, charcuterie action, huh? It is a entire meal for two. I didn't picture you as a meat and cheese plate kind of a guy. Love a good meat and cheese plate. Mm. And this is a fantastic one. Dave, are you in on the meat and cheese plate? <laughs> Don't be laughing. I, I would Don't. probably go elsewhere on the menu. But hey, there's nothing wrong. <laughs> the with wife that. and I, the wife and I enjoy a couple drinks. Share the meat and cheese plate, which, by the way, is is so good. It comes with like side chocolates as well. Now I'm curious. Oh no, wow. it's not. That no, if, really good. if you're thinking run of the mill meat and cheese plate, some crackers. This oh, is no, not. I wasn't thinking. No, that but at I mean, all. this is this comes with a little side, little dab of chocolate stuff. Oh, it's, they're opening a red rabbit in my area. I got to make it over there. I've been yes. to the cow, but not the red rabbit. Yeah, get in there. Get in there for Check sure. Check it out. So we got that fifty dollar. Red Cow Red Rabbit gift card. We have Den of Thieves Blu-ray combo pack starring Gerard Butler. And we have five callers on hold right now, and we might need more because we are playing a very special Memorial Day weekend edition, America-themed of Steal the Loot! America! (laughs) Nothing like America. America! So here's how this works. We've got five questions, all of them related to America. We're going to see how well 
you all know your favorite country, assuming that you're living in your favorite country. Yeah. Oh, maybe Canada is your favorite say, country. Assuming it's not Canada, yeah. Yep. Uh, we're going to find out in a, in a second here, but we have Mike, Tim, another Mike, Lion, and Ted. And the goal is to get the fifth question correct here. We're going to start with number one. So let's say Mike number one gets the first four questions right, and then he gets the fifth one wrong. Well, then Tim can jump in, get the fifth one right, and he steals the loot. If we go through all five callers, as callers drop off, 651-646-8255-877-615-1500, and uh, we'll get you on here. I think our record, one time it took about 30 callers to go through a game of Steal the Loot. And we were up against the end of a show once, and it was a disaster. But Completely miserable. Yeah, That made it more fun. Going to trust that people know the United States of America. We'll start here with Mike. Mike, what's going on? How you doing? Doing okay. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. All right, question number one. The Battle of Yorktown was the final battle of which war? Battle of Yorktown. Three seconds. The final battle of the Revolutionary War. All right, question number two. All right, Mike, how many years is four score and seven years? 87. Mike's on a roll. Mike knows America. Question number three. Who wrote the national anthem? Francis Scott Key. Well, this might be this might be a record. Could we quick. have our first run of the table? We've this never had anyone run the table ever. But to run the table, you're going to have to get this one right. How many stripes are on the American flag, Mike? Uh, Thirteen. Uh, I feel like I feel like these might let's be a little too easy. This might be a little too easy. Let's slow this down a little bit. I mean, they should be easy. These are these, like, these are easy questions. But America. Sometimes it's fun when they're easy and people don't know. All right, this is for look, the win. Look, man, I, look, man, I'm a teacher. This is the last day of school today. If I can't get these right, <laughs> he's a teacher. Oh, this is Seriously, last day of school on May 25th. That's right. What school? High school? Uh, yeah. Well, K through 12. But well, we uh, we we start uh-huh. after Labor Day and end before Memorial Day because we take almost no days off during the year. It's all about summer for us. Oh, that's very smart. Well, then uh-huh. I would think this is this has never been done before, where the first caller runs the table and steal the loot. He gets almost as many days off as Such. <laughs> oh no, nobody gets that many days off. No, it's the same number of days as any other school. We just lump them together in the summer. All right, it's a good call. All right, here it is, Mike. To steal the loot for the Red Cow Red Rabbit. $50 gift card. Who was the third president of the United States? Thomas Jefferson. Wow. Way Incredible. to go, Mike. Boy, that is just... Congratulations. That was you awesome. funny? Like, we're impressed. These are very basic trivia yeah, questions. Still, you but, know what? But, the, but the nature uh-uh. of the game is that people freeze up and don't know very basic trivia questions. Except this one, actually, for me, was the first one. Because I'm not a, I'm not a history buff. I'm a math teacher. I'm okay. not a history buff. And so it was, it was, is it Revolutionary War or Civil War? And uh, the Civil War just didn't sound right. So that was my, like, 50-50 shot. After that, it got easier. Well, well, congratulations, Mike. Way to Mike. go, Mike. Thank you very much. Enjoy the cool. time cool. off. Throw you on hold. Enjoy the, proud. enjoy the months long off. Man, I feel like that was just a mockery of Game Show Friday, right? That was, a, that was an amazing That's performance. Never, yeah, that was good. And it was, like, if good you go through him. these questions, I don't know if you and I would have gone five for five there, freezing up under the pressure of Game Show Friday, but... I feel like most people stumble over easy ones. Well, sure, yeah. No, yeah, I don't blame. We've them. had a few where it's like, um, like what was the one where name a team 
like a like a, a team that the Twins beat in the opening season opener. Yes, and people were naming National League teams. Oh, that, like, well, no, it's not that hard. <laughs> yeah, I hope the Twins beat <laughs> the Cardinals. The, yeah. Like, yeah, they Dodgers? opened the season against the Cardinals. Um, that was an right. impressive performance by Mike. That was pretty amazing. I give him a lot of credit for that. Uh, you're going to have uh, prime mortgage lending here. Just a second, we're, but we have Doogie coming up. Hopefully, with a scoop session. Is Doogie in the building? Do we know? Are we just going to see if Doogie is still is at the, the car, car shop? Is the car fixed, or did he get a ride? Oh, no, he was planning on getting a ride. Okay. Planning on a ride, so it was all set up. Going to give me to the studio on time. Shouldn't be a problem. We'll find out. We'll find out. Judd has a word for prime mortgage lending first. I, I do indeed, and if you're considering your options when it comes to mortgage companies, I do want to suggest my friends at Prime and Kent McCullough, and that's because when it comes to Prime and when it can, what comes to what Kent wants, this isn't about simply selling you on something. Prime wants to earn your trust first. In fact... They would rather earn your trust than sell you a loan. And now you're saying, well, that sounds great. But, but Judd, what does that mean exactly? That means while Prime would love to have you as a client, what they want to do is sit down, meet with you first, and explain their plan. And then after that, the decision is up to you. That's because this is about a couple very important things to the folks at Prime and to Kent. And those things are teamwork and collaboration. It's what Prime is all about. It's what they believe in. And if you're shopping for a mortgage, you can count on Prime to give you sound advice and straight answers. For instance... Prime wants to take some of the mystery out of the mortgage process for you. Did you know Prime may be able to put together a program that can actually pay your closing costs, not just include them in your loan, but actually pay them for you? And now the question becomes, what site do you go to to find out more? Go Prime with Kent.com. Go Prime with Kent, K-E-N-T.com. The Scoop. Bill Mackey, Judd Zolgad. The thing that you can't overlook is how good they are. Mackey and Judd. They've been at the forefront. On 1500 ESPN. Well, if you haven't gotten your doogie fix lately, you're going to see him all over 5 Eyewitness News. Uh, with Chris Long at the Indy 500 and Joe Schmidt recovering from back surgery. Doogie's going to be all over your TV for like the next five days. You got the classy white buttoned-up shirt. The Phil Mickelson shirt today. You're looking nice. It's actually not that classy. I mean, look at how many... <laughs> Look, look at all these makeup spots all over because in the world of TV, TV problems. you have to throw some makeup on. So, yeah, I'm not real good at that. So the makeup gets all over. This shirt, no joke. This shirt goes back to when I filled in on Channel 9, going wow. back about nine years ago. Really? Is it your only yes. white dress No, shirt I have about ten, but I'm on TV for the next... I'm proud of you. That's I a long know, run eight, for nine, sure. Eight, nine, ten days was on last night. So, yeah, I mean, you have to go down the list of of how many shirts... And so, yeah, so this one is like ninth or 10th or 11th pecking order wise. So, but here it is. Wow. It's a Friday of a holiday weekend. Like in all seriousness, how many people are watching local news? I mean, I hope they do. <laughs> Please do. Come I, on. Think, I think but if you sent out not a holiday weekend, especially a Friday night of a holiday weekend. If you sent out the right tease, though, hey, coming up at 10 o'clock, I'm going to break open the Timberwolves front office with some juicy Ooh. speculation. That's what I was going to say. Well, do you want some juicy speculation? Of course. Nah, nah, that's okay. I don't think we need Aggregators, any. listen up. <laughs> yeah, hold on. Let's, Aggreg- let the, let's let the aggregators turn their volumes up here. Please I mean, report. Yeah, that's the set. issue. Yeah, I mean, the aggregators will be all over this. This is not me reporting. This <laughs> what? is what we do on this segment, right? The scoop, right? Yeah. We have conversations. Yes, we do. I am told a lot of things. Many of those things I don't run with. But for sake of this segment, something I was given a couple days ago, I will bring this up. You brought it up. I'll give it to you, okay? But again, I really hope that the aggregators don't jump all over this. Because it's not happening. There's a 0% chance of it happening. And I'm not even 100% convinced it is true. It's cat-related. And we'll tell no, you, it's not cat-related. And we'll tell you when we come back. I'm just kidding. <laughs> We're not going to break. Go ahead. Are you ready for this? Tibbs 
had his agent sniff around the Detroit job. Hmm. Really? Hmm. Just think about it. Now, again, I have not vetted this out. I just tweeted it. I did have a second person say, hey, I would not be surprised. Now, Kevin Stefanski's dad, Ed Stefanski, just took the big-time job with the Pistons. I don't know what his title is. I can tell you, Ed is not hiring Tom Thibodeau. So it's just, it's not happening. But 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 let's just say it's true. Let's just, for sake of this conversation, let's, let's draw this out a little bit. Let's say it's true, okay? And again, I'm not reporting this. This is just fun, scoop, segment, fodder. But, hey, does he see the writing on the wall? That in one year from now, with two years remaining on his contract, that there's a good chance. I mean, we've laid out the angst, the uneasiness. I can tell you, by the way, Glenn Taylor, again this week, rejected my interview request. Now, his assistant was nice enough to get back to me. And you guys have a very good working relationship in that regard, too. I that think seems so. unusual yeah, to me. Yeah, I mean, we talk, I don't know. I mean, we've talked a lot the last handful of years. I mean, even going back. Many, many years. I mean, not just me. A few other reporters have that relationship with Glenn. But have you noticed Glenn has not done an interview since the whole Rick Brunson fiasco? Yep. And he'll eventually do interviews again. It's not like he won't do them. Is he trying to figure out moves to make, do you think? Or do you think he's just being quiet? I think he's trying to figure out how he frames everything publicly. I mean, there has to be embarrassment with the Brunson thing. And all these towns, Tibbs all rumors, these rumors too. yeah. But at some point, you would think the owner might want to come out and say, "Hey, Tibbs is my guy. Scott Layden is my guy. Those guys are back." If it wasn't obvious already, those guys are back for the 2018-2019 season. I'm just telling you, though, it's interesting to me that Glenn Taylor is not doing any interviews. Not just me, but his assistant said, "Hey, he's rejecting all interview requests." What can you tell us about the towns? situation as things stand right now. I think the town stuff is overblown. I do. I mean, keep in mind, Towns and Tibbs have the same agent. So there is somebody there to bridge that relationship. Leon Rose, now technically Creative Arts Agency has somebody else do some of the paperwork because you can't represent coaches and players. But Leon Rose is the point person for Creative Arts Agency. He's the main basketball agent. He is there to bridge that relationship. And that Towns photo in the Suns jersey You know, a lot of people saw that was it on Instagram or Twitter. That's from many, many months ago. That's not a recent photo. So, I mean, I, you know, do I think that Towns is upset that they didn't go to him to say, hey, we're letting go Vince LaGarza, one of your good friends, the coach that you are closest to? Yeah, I'm sure Cat was upset by that. But I think he also understands it's a business. Heck, he was just named All-NBA third team. He's in a position now to get a five-year, $188 million extension. Now, he has to make All-NBA again. Explain that. So it it goes up what he can get because of the All-NBA? Postseason awards, like Defensive Player of the Year, is percentage points. Postseason awards factor into the percentage of the cap you can get in a max contract. Correct. I mean, it's a lot of minutia for a lot of people listening. I mean, at times, it's way over my head. But the point is, he can now eat up potentially 30% of the salary cap moving forward. Not 25%, but he still has to make an all-NBA team next year, too, by the way. So they can put language in the contract. He can sign the contract this summer, but I was told by a cap expert that it can revert back to 25% if he's not all-NBA team next year. But point is, whether it's five years, 188 million, five years, 150 million, 
he's not turning down that money. So he will be here, and they are not trading him. Let me let me ask you this. We played a soundbite from Amin El-Hassan, who's all over ESPN platforms. He used to work in the Suns front office, and so he still talks to agents, and he's mm-hmm. he, he clearly got something from either Jimmy Butler or Jimmy Butler's agent or or someone on the Tom Thibodeau front. Yeah, and, well, you know what, on, on the former two, they both like to talk. So For sure. sure. Yeah. So um, I thought it was interesting that he said, Carl Anthony Towns is caught up in things that don't equate to winning. And Judd and I both interpreted that soundbite. Oh, I know exactly ways, okay? where that came from. <laughs> okay, so hold on. Well, hold on. So, okay. Oh, so my God. my interpretation was... Because I didn't hear the soundbite. Maybe Dave's got the soundbite. I'd love to hear it. I don't it. know if it's still in there, but... If it's still in the system, Dave, if you can find it. Judd's but interp- I know exactly where that came okay, from. Okay, well, Judd's interpretation was questioning of work ethic. People questioning is... I took it more as... I don't think, I think it's a work ethic thing. I think it maybe it's more just like things on the court, but all right. What's your interpretation? Well, my interpretation is, yeah, I, I know exactly where that came from. It's not a work ethic thing. I can tell you. I didn't think so. He works hard. There is a belief by some. I've heard this. I don't necessarily believe it, but I'm telling you, I know where this came from. That cat is oftentimes just worried about himself. That he really enjoys the spotlight. And doesn't necessarily concern himself with the things that he really should to be an ultimate winner. If that makes sense. To be to be clear too, my interpretation from what I have heard and what I told Phil was actually that there is a that there is a feeling that he is not devoted to basketball twenty four seven and that there are some things he's concerned about that might be but I mean he's also twenty two yeah. So I'm not. I'm I mean, not, he loves his video games. I mean, he loves his girlfriend. But, and let's and and it might be a good thing. But Butler and Tibbs are obsessed with one thing: basketball, mm-hmm. which is great. Not every human being, even if you're a superstar, is going to be like you. That's fair. And I think there is a. I think there is a Tibbs Butler sort of buy-in mafia-like thing of you know you're in the family. Well, if you're in the family, it's all basketball. And I think there's some people who are simply going to say, well, I love basketball and I'm really going to work hard at it, but I might not be in 24-7 all the time. I think that is very, very fair. By the way, on Butler, you'll hear it from some of the others in the locker room and others close to those in the locker room that Butler has a lot of diva to him. That he's not quite KG, but Jimmy isn't this just... I could see that, yeah. How do I word this? He's just... I mean, we've talked about this. He's, he's not. He's not the best leader. He's a. He's a. He, he comes across as a great leader. He's, an, he's not though. He's Guys don't gravitate towards him all the time. Incredibly hard worker who approaches the the on court stuff with a lunch pail ethic. Accurate. Yes. But very off, much so. But in the locker room, that's not him. Correct. He, he he's a leader by example that needs a coach who can be more of that vocal. Yep. Collaborator, bring everyone together, and so my interpretation again here. This is just putting pieces together with Carl Anthony Towns. That Butler and Tom Thibodeau perceive Towns as this millennial, selfish, uh, doesn't do the things that need to be done. I think if you were to, if you know, if if you had a different person in here, whether it was Flip Saunders still that connected better with Carl Anthony mm-hmm. Towns, that that person wouldn't feel the same way. There, there's just a, it's a little oil and water with Towns, Wiggins, and then the way that. Tibbs and Butler go about their business. Those guys aren't great vocal leaders. Those guys aren't great collaborative leaders in my mind. I think that is fair. Now think about it. You know, think about the things that before Flip passed, he told to Towns. Wiggins here the year before. 
you know, Zach is here. I mean, Flip was going to build this thing around those guys. Now, we can debate whether those three would have worked long-term. I'm a bit of a skeptic. I'm not quite sure Levine, Towns, and Wiggins would have won a whole lot moving forward. But let's not forget, Tibbs blew up Flip's vision. Now, I would have made the Butler trade. I'm on record. I would have made that trade. When you have a chance to bring in a top 10, two-way player, I think you do it. But yeah, I mean, just put yourself in those guys' shoes. And I've talked about this when I've defended Wiggins. Think about Andrew Wiggins two years ago. Plays most of the season as a Mm 21-year-old. Averages 23.5 points per game. Regardless of how he got there. That's a lot of points as a 21-year-old, okay? Then the boss brings in a guy that plays your position. Jimmy Butler comes in. That's your position. And you're just supposed to say, okay, great. I mean, all these guys have egos. It, it, it probably should have been softened or handled differently by Tom Thibodeau to, to make sure, okay, hey, we're still going to grow. Over, we're gonna, you're going to grow. but here, And instead, it just feels like there's yes, such he's a huge not a communication connector of gap. People, yes. And you have to be right now in today's NBA, don't you? Brad Stevens is a connector. Greg Popovich sits he down. Now, glass X's and O's matter. But yes, I think more than anything, being able to connect to these 21, 22, 23, 24-year-olds. Mm-hmm is I think the number one goal of any coach. Do you think there's any percent chance that Glenn Taylor is still deciding on Tom Thibodeau for this summer and this free agency? I told you, I was led to believe that if they had lost the Denver game, that last game of the regular season, somebody's head was going to roll. Not necessarily Tibbs, maybe, but that something was going to happen. So based on that, then you're dismissed easily in five games, blown out in a couple. Yes, the Game 3 win was fun, but it was a quick exit. Maybe, but I'm just telling you, it's so much money. It is. And I get it. You could sell 1% of the team to the, to the limited partner from China, one more percent or two more percent, and snap of the fingers, you've got the 30 or $40 million you need to buy those guys out, Tibbs, Layden, others in the front office. But I'm just telling you, that is a huge chunk of change. So I will still be surprised. I will. I think Tibbs is back next year. But I think the pressure's on. I mean, I do think one year from now, we absolutely could be talking about a new Wolves coach. But I do think Tibbs is here at the start of next year. Got some more scoops for us before we're done here? Yeah, I sat down with Mark Coyle, the Gophers AD, on Monday. That is on the latest Scoop podcast. I'm trying to think what he told me. He claims their bid to host a baseball regional is strong. Now, others will say, no, it's not that strong. Resume-wise... That baseball team's in a position to host a regional. 16 teams host regionals. I have a dumb question. It would be hosted at Seabert or Target Field? Seabert. Seabert, okay. Now, parking not would be a yeah. serious issue That's, over that's there. what I'm saying. Like, where do you park? Yeah. Why don't they let you park on that street? The one ramp. That's about it. The ramp, well, I mean, that like ramp is a hike, though. The ramp is oh, like four. Even I can hike that one. I mean, on a nice day, it's not that big I parked a deal, at But it's not like the ramp parking, is right there. I parked at terrible. Van Cleve Public Park one time and just walked like what? a half mile oh, to a go yeah, from I mean, that's actually ridiculous. not that bad. Yeah, Or you can just park, Why didn't, park down in the neighborhood of Nicky Town. Why didn't they use CHS Field? Why didn't they just punt on the whole thing for... I mean, CHS Field's not that far. No, but I mean, I haven't looked at the Saints' home with, schedule. With plenty of parking. No, no, no. You I'm, couldn't plan as if they were going to be in a position no, to no. host a regional. I'm sorry. I'm saying instead of of building a new Seabird Field, oh, why well, didn't they cut a deal for that? I mean, I think they like the idea of it being on campus. It's right next to the practice facility. Like, They've got it, the new, yeah, I mean, Perkins spent all that money. No, I know donated that. Donated all that money. I'm I mean, everything saying, is right there. I don't think they wanted to be 
15 miles away downtown. And it's not like they're going to draw 10,000 fans, you know, if they were just in a better spot. It's 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 still college baseball in the Midwest. It's not going to well, upper Midwest. Correct. So it, anyway, the brackets come out, the baseball brackets come out on Monday. I think maybe the 16 regional hosts maybe come out Sunday. Anyway, sometime this weekend we'll find out if if Mark Coyle is telling the truth that that the bid is strong. He said they've sold 600 new season tickets, a little over 600 new season tickets since the hiring of Lindsey Whalen. Wow. That's, that's a cool. pretty sizable number right, sure, for, for sure. women's basketball. Sure. He, what else did he say? Whew. I mean, he was he was pretty good at Motsko and recruiting. I mean, heck, check Twitter every other day. Bob Motsko's getting a new commit. Yeah. He's apparently on the verge. Here's a scoop for you. There's a kid from Minnetonka. I wrote down his name. Bobby Brink. He's a Denver commit. Great player from Minnetonka High School. I think he's a sophomore. Gonna flip? Uh, the word is that Motsko's working on it, that there's a decent chance that they'll get that kid to flip. So Motsko's a machine on the recruiting trail. I feel like Patino's had a sneaky, decent offseason here. He, he brings in that senior transfer from uh, UW-Milwaukee, was it? Yeah, Brock uh, Stahl. So like, yeah. what, what are your thoughts on the go, just quick, the Gopher basketball program here? Isaiah Washington's going to be still a key piece. If he takes a step forward, then it kind of changes the landscape. Yeah, I mean... But even, that's a decent roster yeah, now. I mean, even talking to Ben Johnson now, I mean, to me it's unfortunate. You lose two assistant coaches, plus the word is, I don't know if they've announced this yet, but the strength coach, Sean Brown, was looking at a job at West Virginia. So, I mean, losing key members of the staff is never good. You know, talking to Ben Johnson, I mean, he just told me Isaiah Washington needs to, you know, work ethic-wise. You know, we talk about Carl Anthony Towns, no issues there. Isaiah Washington, there's some red flags there. Yeah. So he needs to work harder than he ever has by a million times. But there is some God-given talent there. You know, you think about Jordan Murphy when it's all said and done. I mean, he'll be, what, top five in Gophers history in both points and rebounds, mm-hmm. just about. I mean, one of the all-time great Gophers. But we just don't think of Jordan Murphy that way. But he's a great player. Amir Coffey will start shooting next month coming off the right shoulder surgery. You know, I'd like to see Amir on the ball more. You know, it will be interesting. I mean, I don't think Brock Stahl came here to come off the bench. So does Dupree McBrayer come off the bench? Amir Coffey's not coming off the bench. So what is your starting lineup? But yeah, I mean, they have some they have some options. I'm curious on the Louisville big man transfer, Stockman. How good can he be? I know Patino's on record saying this will be his most talented team. I do think they will miss Nate Mason a ton, though. Yeah. Doogie, good stuff, man. That's the, uh, the Scoop with Doogie. You can find that long form and great interviews on his uh, regular podcast. It's called The Scoop. You can find it on 1500ESPN.com and pretty much anywhere you would find podcasts. Uh, before we uh, come back for our last segment of the week, let's talk about the Chris Lindahl team here, the number one REMAX results team in America. And, uh, and there's always that gap when you, when you sell your home. And right now it's a seller's market, so stuff sells pretty quickly. But then there's that awkward gap where you don't want to be rushed into buying a home that you don't love. And so you're trying to time it up. You don't want to have to move twice. Well, the Chris Lindahl team is helping you cure this sellophobia by tapping into artificial intelligence to help sellers find homes to buy that aren't listed on the MLS. The truth is there's actually thousands more homes available than when you just go online. And uh, the Chris Lindahl team has exclusive access to this huge market that you can tap into to get over that sellophobia and feel good about putting your home on the market today and feel good about timing things up the right way. Uh, again, that's why they're America's number one REMAX results team. ChrisLindahl.com. That's Chris with a K. You can also call 763-401-SOLD, and we'll give the first five callers to this message right here a free copy of Chris's number one best-selling book. Mackie and Judd now continue. It's going to be awesome. We can't wait. Mackie and Judd. Be ready. On 1500 ESPN.
How does winning a $100 quick trip gift card, an Atari flashback console, or $10 Chick-fil-A gift card sound? Just for listening to 1500 ESPN, it's that easy. Those prizes and more up for grabs on the 1500 ESPN stream player. Earn entries by hitting daily, weekly, and monthly listening thresholds, a.k.a. the more you listen, the more chances you have to win. Head to 1500ESPN.com to start winning. Wow, $100 to Quick Trip. Woo! Oh, man. Love me some Quick Trip. Just like Ryan Suter. Stop. Get uh, stuff to eat for the entire family. Yep. The whole family. dollars 13 year contract. Yep. I got a question for you guys, and I yeah, think so? you can find mm-hmm. deodorant at Quick Trip if you really needed to. Oh, you bet you can. I had, uh, I was made to be a weirdo last night in a conversation with my girlfriend. And, and the more I sort of like think about this, maybe I am in the minority here. Do you guys wear deodorant? Every day. Yep. I sure do. I can't, yeah, I can't not do it. Or else I can what? smell myself. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't, and I haven't for years. And I thought, if you're, so, I, I don't even know where to start with this. She said, I was looking to, like, borrow some deodorant, and it looks like you're out, so we'll put it on the the list of things to get this weekend. And I said, oh, I don't wear deodorant. And she goes, what? I said, what do you mean, what? Dude, does every, I thought it was, like, kind of an optional... I haven't worn deodorant in like five or six years. And I thought that it was more normal that people just like didn't wear deodorant, but apparently 95% of people wear deodorant. Is That's that true? Really weird that you don't. If but I, if your pits don't sweat heavily and if you don't smell at the end, so then aren't you just like buying into marketing that has tricked boy, you into spending money on something you don't need? So at the end of a 90, 90 degree day, you don't start to like, if you lift your arm up, you don't have an pungent odor coming from your shirt not an odor certainly not an odor no what happens after you go golfing on a nice warm day a little sweaty problem a little sweaty but like you're gonna sweat with some deodorant anyways i could be sitting in a cool room all day not moving a muscle and by two o'clock your armpits are a disaster yeah i'm with you maybe i got got the lucky armpits not sweating just i can smell myself it's bad (laughs) yeah so for you guys it's it's an odor thing for you guys yes yeah is it an odor thing for me do i need to be told something I don't get that close to you. <laughs> well, you yeah. sit in the room Nor, with me in a closed, small room every day. No, you would have to lift your arm up, and actually, I would have to be closer than I want to hear from people. Basis. Tweet at me. I want to hear from fellow non-deodorant types. Why did you Are give you, it up? Just didn't see the need anymore. Now, I will say this: I'm out of mine right now. And is it a disaster? Or are you okay? No, because I steal the wife's. Oh, okay. and it actually smells good. Secret for her? Yeah. Yeah, it smells good. I have no problem Did with I it. I nail the brand. Uh, I think is it, it is. Secret? I think it is. But I'm telling you right now, it actually smells pretty good. Well, they smell I think, good. Did she get upset then when like she has little arm hair? I didn't tell arm her. armpit hair. I try lands and take. On it? I try and take the hairs off. <laughs> Looks like a grizzly bear. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's just a hair or two, and I just peel it right off, and I don't don't inform her that I used her uh, deodorant. I think what it was for me is uh, on the stuff. You either have like the clear gel type stuff or the flaky white stuff. I don't and like both, the clear I just gel hate stuff. the fact that it just like leaves stuff on your shirt. Yeah. I just stopped wearing it. There's To me, there's more negatives than positives for deodorant. Buy a different deodorant. I've never had that problem. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, the white stuff always well, you ends, don't get the white stuff. Up. You don't buy it on the outside of your shirt. You don't buy I, the antiperspirant. That's, but you just get the strict, the straight deodorant. That's, 
Just to, to, to like the spray or the what? No, it's just a stick, but it's just deodorant. It's not a. It's not an antiperspirant. Uh, see, I don't. That's I, the way to go. I'm telling you. All right, I'll switch. Don't worry about the sweat. The sweat's fine. Just you know, fix the smell. We're good. Okay, I'll try that. When I was in high school and Good early idea. college, I used to sweat through multiple shirts. If I do the two shirt undershirts, and I would sweat through both within three hours. And there were some. I went literally went on the internet and just googled like, like heavy deo or heavy duty deodorant, whatever, or antiperspirant. And there was some random company. I don't even remember what the name of the company is. And they had an antiperspirant that was it was it was like um, I don't know. It was prescription strength or something. And they sent it, and you use it for three weeks, and then you stop, and it's supposed to take care of, you just don't have sweaty armpits anymore. Three weeks, done. I haven't had, this, other than it being 95 degrees. This doesn't sound healthy. Wow. And that this, was in 2005. This doesn't sound good. Yeah. This sounds like it has uh, implications down the, the road eventually. That I'm going to have That you're going to have some type of weird. Yeah, you're going to get something four weird. Four years. This doesn't sound healthy. You're supposed to sweat. <laughs> sweat glands are just going to explode yep. out of your arms. That's going to be I it for you. I was just wondering. I don't know if there's other things in people's lives that they just... But society tells you you should wear deodorant, and I'm shaking my fist at society. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> okay. I've got no problem with it, but good luck for a three day weekend that's going to be 90 plus degrees every day. Yeah, I'm not I'm gonna stopping. I'm going to go golfing right now. All I'll right, let you fun. guys know Bye. just how dry my armpits are. Be great.